and protection. And she's a, uh, what do you want to call it, um, visiting professor, they call it, at Georgetown uh, University. And uh, she came from the Justice Department. She worked forever in the Justice Department. Now they've kind of, you know, the revolving door happens. They moved her to this university. They gave her tons of funding. And really her goal now is to betray and attack all constitutionalists and pretend she's the cat's meow attorney that understands everything with the law, with the Constitution. And anybody who's out of step with Mary, they want to say is a is a crackpot, is a, is a nut, is confused, uh, is a mm-hmm. either a white supremacist or um, they have untried legal theories or and she runs around the country really in my opinion this is my opinion to which i'm entitled libel slander defaming all of us on this altar that she's the expert let's expose her shall we yeah and and my question to her is uh first of all she says that i misinterpret my own decision and that scalia really didn't mean what he said and and then there was another time sam she was talking about us and others, just of all the people that you you lumped in one, but she did the same. I mean, she lumps everybody. If you're a constitutionalist, then you're a crackpot kind of attitude, and that's what she says. But she added when she was talking about us and CSPOA, you and me, and all of us crackpots that believe in freedom and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She said, the supremacy clause is very clear. So I wondered if she would consider looking at my Supreme Court decision because it says this, the Supreme Court in 1997, June 27, 1997, talked about the Commerce Clause and tried to uh, make sure that everybody understood the Commerce Clause, okay? Then he talks about the Supremacy Clause right after that. And he, uh, he, he's, Again, Scalia is so powerful in, I have to take off my glasses to read, so I'm just going to do that. The Supremacy Clause. Now we're quoting Justice Scalia. The dissent, that means the four Democrats who dissented in this decision, perceives a simple answer in that portion of Article 6, which requires that all executive and judicial officers both of the United States and of the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. Arguing that by virtue of the Supremacy Clause, and this is really talking right to Mary McCord, I don't know if she doesn't uh, realize this, but the United States Supreme Court, at least in 1997, was completely contrary to her opinion, and it sounds like he's talking right to her. So, arguing by virtue of the Supremacy Clause, this makes not only the Constitution, but every law enacted by Congress as well, binding on state officers, including laws requiring state officer enforcement. Wow. Okay, then he he hits her with the clincher here. The Supremacy Clause, however, makes law of the land... Laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance of the Constitution. Oh, that that word pursuance, ladies and gentlemen. That word pursuance is the key to the whole exercise, ladies and gentlemen. And I challenge any attorney on the planet on that point. What does in pursuance mean, Sheriff? Well, yeah, that means it has to coincide with the Constitution. And, And so 
here he goes. And then he slaps her again right here. So, and by the way, not in pursuance to Mary McCord, to the Constitution, no. Mary. No. Yeah, that's exactly correct. So the supremacy clause merely, Mary, merely Mary, brings us back to the question discussed earlier, whether laws conscripting state officers violate state sovereignty. And the this whole decision, Mary, talks about how the Constitution established a system of dual sovereignty and that the states are sovereign and that the federal government has some sovereignty, but uh, he already cleared that up in an earlier page, Mary, where he said that they were only granted, the federal government was only granted um, any enumerated powers, which means you could number them. You can go through their number. They can't do whatever they want, and they don't have supremacy, and uh, the supremacy clause does not grant them carte blanche to do anything they want, and the three separate branches of government keep each other in check, and that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. And we're not supposed to be following you or the other people who lost on this decision, a very landmark, huge decision, when it comes down to state sovereignty. And you do not understand the Constitution or the Supremacy Clause or this decision, and I doubt very sincerely, my good woman, if you've ever even read this decision, because you would know this and know how wrong you are, but you will not pay any attention to that because you don't want to be exposed as being wrong. And you are wrong. And we're tired of you lying about us. So Sam and I would like to challenge you to an honest, open public debate. And we would do, be happy to meet you at the press club in Washington, DC, and we will schedule that. And we will have this uh, maybe we can get C-SPAN and some others to cover it, but uh, I don't care. I want to meet with you in we'll, public because sheriff, you can't we'll be even go so a radio bold. announcer or a former sheriff. We'll even be yes, so sir. bold as to go to Georgetown University if she would like. Well, I would love that, but I don't think Georgetown would like it because she would be exposed as, as being That's incorrect okay. and then, you know, but wherever we go, we're going to, you know, her credentials are going to be exposed as not uh, being what they are, you know, and now maybe she won't be considered Mary, an expert. My <laughs> question for Mary is what part of sovereignty, let's just listen carefully, that Antonin Scalia highlights uh, state sovereignty, dual sovereigns with the general government, the general government having very few and defined powers enumerated, the states having much more broad authority. What part of that state sovereignty does not relate to the Supreme Court case Richard speaks of? Because I want to know. If you're going to tell me it doesn't yeah, relate, I, I, and if we're narrowly interpreting it, then I want to know what's off the table and where you get that documentation. Because yeah, it isn't I, there, I, I totally agree with that. That's a great question that uh, we, we could pose to her, uh, but, you know, she's too busy being an expert and uh, and taking in all that money. And so, you know, that's where she's going to stay. Oh, and Sam, I, I'll bet yeah, you $500 to a donut. She will not accept any public debate between you, me, or anyone else who knows how to say constitution without choking. Well, speaking of that, if she does agree to the debate, I'll bring the donuts, Sheriff. 
absolutely. I'll bring yeah. the donuts. Now, what I'm afraid is going to happen if we debate her, she's going to freeze up like Joe Biden did just the other day. Uh, we've got a video oh. where Joe Biden literally freezes up mid-sentence while he's trying to attack Republicans. Uh, <laughs> Spencer Brown uh, delivers this piece to us, but here's the video of Joe Biden freezing up, Sheriff. An ally did not pay their dues. He'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. He should clear his mind and not say what he's thinking for once. Oh, my goodness. Now, I don't mean to make fun of him, Sheriff, but when you have a no, guy I, like I told that, you, I'm not going to make fun of Biden anymore. He's yeah. the commander I, well, in Sam, chief, you though, and I, this is you a, and I do not need to make fun of him. Every time he gets in front of a camera, agreed. he does it himself. So I'm not, this is I am a national security. I submit this is a national security concern, though. It is. So national now, security and... And, but but Sam, really, I want to ask him or his uh, press secretary, who Handlers. is in charge of pushing the button when it comes to war and nuclear warheads? Well, Who's he in might charge freeze up and not be able to press the button, Sheriff. That's it's my not point. Him. Well, we already know it's not him, but I want to know who it is. Yeah, so yeah, obviously it's not, it's not him, the guy. They, hold on. If it's not him, where do they get authority? Exactly. They don't have it. And and how maybe about we should ask Barry the, about that. Yeah, yeah, we should. How about the Secretary of Defense who's been in and out of the hospital every other week? No. Well, I think that Joe's a little better than him. At least Joe's not been in the hospital recently. Yeah, he I bet he's I'll bet he's been under some real heavy duty uh doctor's care because they have to get him uh, a lot of medication, Sam. Uh, and, and I'm not an expert on this, and I've already told you this, but I've watched two people very close to me, my father and my stepfather, my stepfather, my father-in-law. I don't have a stepfather. My parents were never divorced. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but my father and my father-in-law both died of Parkinson's, and, and uh, Joe Biden uh, exemplifies the same symptoms, the exact same symptoms. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this, this is not a laughing matter. We really would encourage you. No, I'm Jill not kidding about it. I'm, to, I'm not laughing either. But We would ask but, Jill uh, to please take her husband home uh, where yeah. he can get the support and the rest and the dignity that he deserves. That's all. She She's really the, the most dishonest one here. She knows for a fact that he is sick, and, and they she's exploiting him uh, for their political gain. And uh, it's uh, and for the Democrats, it's more she's more loyal to the Democrat Party and to the uh, and to his political career than she is to him as a person. That's a sad tale to tell, sir. Yeah, for a wife. Yeah, it is. And maybe maybe her marriage is just a political marriage. But uh uh, you know, if, if people say, where's the evidence that, of any wrongdoing in this administration? Oh, my goodness. Where, you liars on CNN, 
where do you want us to start? I mean, it goes on and on throughout his career and especially the last three years. It is astonishing the amount of evidence of wrongdoing, criminal activity, uh, and it, it goes on and on. But the two easiest ones are, uh, let's talk about the cover-up of cocaine being dropped off in the White House. We could talk about that cover-up. Uh, and then, uh, but, you know, all the Justice Department and, and all the other prosecutors around uh, and investigators are too busy going after Donald Trump for exaggerating on his um, uh, mortgage loans and, and other loans that he got. And Sam, the astonishing thing about that is that there's not one company that loaned him money that has complained. There is no complainant. There is no victim. There is no tort. Right. When the person that did it is not, that, that was supposedly a victim, is not complaining and is not part of this. But let me uh, tell you something else, Sheriff. Absurd. I was, I was mortgage licensed for quite some time, and I, I did millions oh, yeah, of dollars worth of commercial uh, and um, residential real estate mortgages. And let me tell right. you something about the documentation for those. You need to be able to document every line item in a loan application, especially a commercial loan application. And third yeah. parties are the ones that validate the value of a property. You can't just run in there and go, "Hey, man." My property's well, this worth this much. Yeah. Okay. You can't do that. Third parties evaluate it and they have multiple appraisal approaches uh, where they, you know, they look at rental uh, agreements. They look at value of rebuilding. They look at all these different re um, real estate appraisal approaches to confirm the values. So my question is if Donald's really guilty of this, then everybody, every other third party in those loan applications is guilty too. Where's the prosecution of those people? However, yeah, if those I mean, people are it, fine, it, then Donald's fine. It doesn't work the way they're claiming it works. An amazing point, Sam. An amazing point. Uh, you're absolutely correct. And, and the, where are they? I mean, what did they do? And not only that, but to find him guilty of uh, civil fraud, they have to prove that the state of New York is out $355 million. They have to prove that has not. to be documented as well. That's right. But it even gets worse, but, Sheriff, because if I manipulate an appraisal or I lean on an appraiser to change a value or set a value that's not correct or anything else, if I manipulate that third party in any way, buddy, you go to jail for that kind of stuff. You violate your fiduciary responsibility. You literally go to prison for that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, where are yeah. these people? Where, who gave the appraisal on the property that was lent on? I want to know. Yeah. None of that's being discussed. And it's a shame. It's, it's, it's very uh, powerfully, a, a very powerful indication, Sam, that what you and I have talked about for the last 10, 15, 20 years is that the corruption in Washington, D.C. and the corruption across this country with these so-called attorney generals and local DAs prosecuting Donald Trump for this kind of stuff, it, this is all boiled down to more evidence of election fraud across this country. Amen. No question. And again, I, I guarantee you, if we were to, to really debate, Mary McCord should freeze up like Joe just did. If we were to debate these people on these loans and these, these court cases against Donald, where's the third parties that gave the appraisals on the property that was lent on? In every loan application, every line item that you claim, 
you have to to produce documentation in the loan file that relates to that line item. If you claim you make this much money, I need to see pay stubs. I need to see bank deposits. I need to call and do a verification of employment. Now that's kind of a, on the personal level, but on the corporate level, it's even more rigorous, Sheriff. It just is. No one can argue with yeah. me about this. No, you're right. Yeah, no, you're you're the expert on that one. No question about it. And, and I'm just saying, you've got to have the property appraised. Uh, when it's big, big, big deals, oftentimes they get a second appraisal for verification. Uh, you've got a document, uh, for example, if it's a rental property of any kind or a golf course or any of those kind of assets or a, a hotel, you've got a document, for example, the hotel uh, uh, night room rates and confirm how full it is consistently. You've got to do all these things to show not only is the property worth what you say it is, but the income from that property validates uh, the worth that it has. Because if you have a hotel that you say is worth, say, $100 million, uh, but you can't show receipts that people are staying at your hotel, they're not going to give you that kind of money. They're going to say, look, you don't have uh, the room rates or the support rate for this. You don't have the, the fill right. rate that we need to see here. Okay, there's all kinds yeah. of those technical details that go into these loans. And to say Donald single-handedly just frauded them all, are you kidding me? It isn't true. <laughs> Yeah, and, and a lot of those companies uh, testified. The, the CEOs of those companies testified. We're not out anything. We'd loan him again tomorrow. Yeah. So, well, why wouldn't they? If they got paid back successfully, why would. wouldn't they? Yeah. And, and I thought for that's any what judge to did. come out with this crap, uh, th this judge is a joke. He was making a joke of it all the, long, all the way through. Uh, and this is just an indication, again, of the a uh, two-tier uh, justice system that uh, the Democrats mostly have created, but there's some Republicans a part of this as well. But it's just corrupt politicians doing these things instead of really going after real criminals. Uh, like, hey, Scottsdale police just arrested 150 people on some human trafficking. And that is the type of thing I want to see law enforcement doing nationwide. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there is a good guy that's not a criminal, but as you know, all the good guys are going to jail and all the criminals are running around um, in control yeah. of the asylum. But yeah. independent presidential candidate RFK JR, in my opinion, is a stand-up guy. And he basically released a video yesterday and launched a petition demanding the release and the pardon of Julian Assange. He says he's a hero. He says we can't wait he for is. this. What's happening right now is they're trying to bring Julian Assange back. If he comes back, he will probably die in prison, Sheriff. Uh, and RFK JR is saying, no, we can't have this, and immediacy is the key. Here's RFK JR to make the point. You all know that Julian Assange is a heroic whistleblower. He stood up for democracy. He stood against the surveillance state. He stood against government corruption. He's battled for all of our freedoms, and he made the tremendous sacrifice where he now is jailed and faces life imprisonment and extradition to the United States. The urgency to pardon him cannot wait. It can't wait till I become president. We need to get it done now. Please sign the petition urging President Biden to immediately pardon Julian Assange. Thank you all very much. All right.
Before we let you speak out about this one, Sheriff, hold on. Before you do that, I just want to let people know, if you go to sat123.com, you can get your satellite phone. And when all comms are down, when it's like, oh, my heavens, you will have the ability to text and or call your loved ones, check on them, and make sure they're all doing okay. This is one of the key components to your bug out kit. Uh, Sat123.com. Get your satellite phone today. Use the code MAC50. Uh, and you'll get a big discount. Check it out, sat123.com. Sheriff, RFK is spot on on this one. Well, he is, and and thanks for uh, adding that about sat uh, telephones because those phones are worth their weight in gold, and they can save lives and uh, save people from being stranded anywhere because they work anywhere, folks. Uh, this is not this is a phone that isn't uh, hooked to landlines or to towers here on earth uh they're satellite phones they reach satellites and so it's good all around the world anywhere you are uh met if your children would have these when they're out and about or anybody that hikes or hunts you gotta have this phone in fact one of our good sheriffs just ordered one of these phones last week because he wants to use it on their search and rescue uh operation so that's sweet that's awesome Everyone should have these phones. Oh, my goodness, folks. Be prepared, folks, before the problem occurs. But, yeah, Sam, on, on uh, RFK Jr., uh, he has impressed me a lot. Now, you and I disagree with him on several issues. He has been a Democrat. Yes, he's, still, he's still quite a, a Democrat in a lot of ways. But he's an honest Democrat. And I appreciate his candor. I appreciate what he's been trying to do. He is totally anti-vax because the left was lying about it so much. He started looking into it and he wrote a book about it. He's a man. These people have been lying about this vax. So you got to appreciate his honesty right there. However, and by the way, the guy that I, runs I his up- huge pack, the guy that runs his huge pack that uh, ran the commercial for the Super Bowl with RFKJR came on Liberty Roundtable uh-huh. Live the other day. So we're going to be having uh, RFK oh. on hopefully pretty soon. Let's get RFK on here. I would love to be on with him. Uh, and uh, the, the other thing that you sent out in that email, and we need to put that uh, link to hit where you signed the petition to free Julian Assange. Uh, because I already signed it. I signed it right after you you gave me that uh, email this morning. Yeah, so did I. It's a great petition. Yeah. Uh, the link will be there. I forwarded the press release to Hunter, so he'll have that up on the screen and and make that link available and everything else. But what a what a great leadership position. Joe Biden doesn't even realize. Uh, I bet he doesn't even know much about Julian Assange. I bet he doesn't. Well, no, of course not. Uh, but but still. Uh, it's been pretty much the left and the right politicians who said that he was a traitor and that he exposed stuff he wasn't supposed to. He is a reporter, and if he is a if he gets stuff, uh, if he gets information, and he's and he puts it out, uh, that is not treason, folks. That is somebody doing their job, and he exposed some things about the deep state and about dishonest government and about dishonest, corrupt politicians. And he had put that out there. So of course they're trying to put him in prison the rest of his life. They're trying to shut him up. And again, this is an indication that 
the the deep state and Washington D.C. is so corrupt. They do not support freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and the right people have to express their own opinions about things. And yeah, if they expose stuff, they expose it. That's what most reporters are supposed to be doing, instead of lying like CNN does. And by the way, Sheriff, let me be clear about this too. I mean, I've been in the news media for over 25 years. Some would call me a a journalist. Some people call me a broadcast journalist. Somebody would say I'm a talk show host. Some would say I'm a commentator. Say what you want. I'm a newsman, whatever you want to call it. You're all of that. I am the guy that would do this, though. If it's a legitimate reason to be classified, even if I discovered it, I probably would not report it, Sheriff. Because I care about America first. And if it would put America in harm's way, I wouldn't report on it. On the other hand, if they're using classified as this token tag to get away with anything they want to and commit fraud and deceive the people and destroy the country, then I would report on it. And that's exactly where Julia Assange was on these topics as well. He didn't release everything he had. He released the things that he thought were, hey, this is not really classified uh, necessary material for the to the sake of the country, they're using that flag to literally cover up anything they want to. And yeah, Julian understood that. Yeah, I agree with you. Anyway. And and that's a good point. However, there's still there's still reporters who, if they come across information and they put it out there, uh, I, I don't think they can be charged with treason. You might say, hey, no, where, are, where are your morals? Where are your scruples, for heaven's sakes? Don't put that stuff out there. But That's I right. still don't think he can be charged with treason. Well, it's the who, what, when, where, why of a story. Uh, and in my yeah. opinion, what the government should spend their time doing is building credibility and saying, you know what, this was leaked. And they could even um, publicly shame a journalist. That's one of the things that we, we need to realize. Right. You can make something unpopular by shame. And if a journalist right. releases something that he shouldn't, that's classified, that really puts the company country in harm's way, uh, then you could literally say, look, this is what he did. This is what the problem is. This is what you know, the results are going to be. Shame on this journalist. And you can soil that right. journalist's reputation enough with that to where, hey, that, that journalist will lose credibility if it's not justifiable. Yeah, and if he's fired or he, he loses his career, that's a natural consequence of his uh, – Poor judgment, but at the same time, it's not treason. It's not he cannot be charged with treason, and this is a a a joke, and this is corruption, and he should be released. Amen. Let's pray for it. Let's work towards it. Good for RFK Jr. Now I know the good sheriff loves to go to Hawaii whenever he gets a chance, but sheriff, it's going to cost you more to go to Hawaii now, my friend. I hate to tell you this. The guy's name is Josh Green. Who is Josh Green, you ask? He's the governor of Hawaii. Governor Hawaii. And he is now advocating for a $25 climate tax to address the, quote, environmental impact of tourism. Uh, they say if Hawaii Governor Josh Green has his way, your next vacation to the great state of Hawaii will cost you 25 bucks more. Now you can say, Sam, 25 bucks is nothing. What's the big deal? They start out with 25 bucks, Sheriff. Pretty soon it'll be, yeah, you know, know, 499 bucks or whatever the case may be. USA Today with this piece. And they say the reason is, hey, all the fires over there because of the climate change and everything else, they've got to do this. Got to do it. They're off their rock crazy, Sheriff. And this $25 minimal fine sounds, you know, or I don't know what you want to call it, pay to play fee, whatever. Um, it sounds simple. 
But just wait till they put their foot in the door on this one. It'll get out of control. Everywhere you go will start to have attacks if this if this uh, is allowed to stand. Well, of course. And then California is going to add to the tax. Uh, everybody goes out there to go on vacation. And then New York's going to do the same for going to vacation in New York City and so on. And, of course, Miami's going to do it. And then Disneyland's going to do it. And Disney World's going to do it. And, and uh, all these very, very wealthy states. And tourism has already made Hawaii a very, very wealthy state. Uh, and the only problem they had was they shut it down during the lies of COVID. And uh, they're still trying to get back what they lost during that horrible shutdown that was a complete farce uh, and and political corruption. Uh, so, uh, first of all, wouldn't it be better that we spend that $25 at a local restaurant or... Uh, going on a cruise, uh, a, a sunset dinner cruise, uh, and that mo- that money puts it to the people, and and it's still Hawaii is so taxed, it is uh, absolutely astonishing how much tax they have, uh, and it, tax taxed enough already uh, is of course the theme of the Tea Party, and and this is just. Uh, another absurdity of leftists who believe that spending money is all you need. And I just saw a, a rating of the presidents. Donald Trump was last. He was the worst president ever. And Joe Biden was number 14. What do they rate this on, on just how you spend money? Because that's all this administration has done. He and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer had a big party after they celebrated more spending, for more taxes, and more uh, government programs. And they had a serious, they had a big party celebration, and it was covered by the media, and they were giddy, and Schumer and uh, Nancy Pelosi were hugging each other. Because they were spending more money, we do not have, and that's the whole that's problem. That's how they roll. This, this administration is that they think they can spend whatever they want whenever they want to spend it, and there's no check and balance, and somebody needs to stand up to these people uh, before it's too late. Sheriff, do you like Musubi? Do I like what? Musubi. I think that's how you say it. What is it? Yeah, that's that that's that thing in Hawaii where you get a, a piece of spam and it's got rice on top of it and a block that you buy at all oh. these different stores. Sometimes it has egg in it and stuff like that. And there you go. Yes, I do. Sometimes the spam spirit? is too salty. Sometimes the spam is too salty. But other than that, yes, I do like those and add an egg to it. Yeah, a lot of times they have an egg. But I look at that and I just go, mm, pretty soon they'll start adding a tax to that too, right? I mean, the, the spam course. comes in a metal can, Sheriff. Yeah, of course. It's going to ruin the planet. Yeah. Everybody eating that spam. Well, all you know, right. And then there the, is I, a real climate crisis. Go ahead, Sheriff. No, no, no. I want to go into the climate crisis. Go. All right. There's a real climate crisis, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. Just listen to me. It's absolutely the facts. It is not the climate crisis that you've been told about, though. And our buddy Alex Epstein over at PragerU.com highlights this so well, we had to play this video, then we'll discuss it. Yes. The world faces a serious crisis. 
one that will ruin whole economies and lead to needless suffering and death. The crisis is related to climate change, but not in the way you're probably thinking. It's the global energy crisis, a man-made crisis created by climate change policies. These policies have led to a shortage of fossil fuels, oil, coal, and natural gas, the fuels that provide over 80% of the world's energy. A shortage of anything leads to higher prices. That's just basic economics. Fossil fuel shortages have led to higher energy prices. And because the energy industry powers every other industry, this has led to higher prices of almost everything everywhere. We are already seeing the consequences. Inflation. Inflation spares no one, but those who live paycheck to paycheck suffer the most. Every purchase becomes a major decision. Inflation in the U.S. in 2022 was around 8%, in the U.K., 10%, and in many developing countries, much higher. The leading driver of this inflation has been the cost of energy. Deadly winters. Contrary to popular belief, far more people die from cold than heat. Saving lives from the danger of cold requires low-cost, reliable energy. Without it, people on the margins can't adequately heat their homes during the harsh winter months. Even in wealthy Europe, literally thousands will die for lack of energy. Widespread job losses. When energy prices increase dramatically, industries scale back or shut down altogether. As the Wall Street Journal reports, Europe's energy crisis has left few businesses untouched. Some industries, such as the energy-intensive metals sector, are shutting factories that analysts and executives say might never reopen, imperiling thousands of jobs. Mass starvation. Modern agriculture depends on fossil fuels. Natural gas is a prime component of fertilizer, and farming equipment is largely powered by diesel fuel. When natural gas and oil prices go up, food becomes more expensive around the world. According to the president of the World Farmers Organization, prices are 78% higher than in 2021. In many regions in the developing world, farmers simply can't afford fertilizers, or even if they could, the fertilizers are not available to them. Not enough fertilizer means not enough food. While the whole world suffers from an energy crisis, the worst affected are poor nations who are getting outbid for scarce energy supplies. Bangladesh has recently experienced widespread power outages. They simply can't get the energy they need. A desperate Europe is grabbing all it can, leaving this East Asian nation literally in the dark. This will lead to civil unrest. We saw this in Sri Lanka in 2022. Violent riots racked the country following massive crop failures. A leading reason for the crop failures, a lack of fertilizer due to anti-natural gas, anti-fertilizer policies. The root cause of all these problems and the very real suffering that results is the same, not enough fossil fuel. But there is no need for shortages of fossil fuel. We have all the fossil fuel we need, and then some. We are literally standing on it. We just can't get to it. We can't get to it because governments have decided we shouldn't use fossil fuels. They say we're in a climate crisis. But while climate change, humans impacting climate, is a real thing, Climate crisis is not. The world is slowly becoming warmer at a cold point in geological history when many more people die of cold than of heat. This doesn't at all justify rapidly restricting global fossil fuel use. Fossil fuels actually make us far safer from climate by providing low-cost energy for the amazing machines that protect us against storms, 
protect us against extreme temperatures, and alleviate drought. Climate disaster deaths have decreased 98% over the last century. The only rational approach to reducing fossil fuels climate impacts is a long-term one based on developing truly competitive, reliable forms of energy, most promisingly nuclear energy. Unfortunately, instead of taking this rational approach, governments declared a climate crisis and started immediately restricting fossil fuels with no viable replacement. They pretended that solar and wind could somehow replace fossil fuels. But since these fuels are inherently unreliable, they can go to near zero at any given time, there was never any reason to believe this. Now we're suffering the consequences of their folly. Instead of rapidly expanding our fossil fuel production, we're begging Saudi Arabia and Venezuela to expand theirs. Europe, which once enjoyed energy security, is now dependent on Russia for the natural gas it needs to heat its homes and power its industry. And outrageously, instead of apologizing for the disastrous anti-fossil fuel policies that caused today's energy crisis, our so-called experts are confidently doubling down, advocating for even more aggressive elimination of fossil fuel production. Every nation will suffer from the global energy crisis, but those with the least will suffer the most. Many will die, sacrificed on the altar of a climate crisis that doesn't exist. How long will we let this continue? I'm Alex Epstein. All right, there you, have it. you can go ahead and stop that. Alex Epstein does a great job. I know that video was a little bit long, but man, it's just packed Chuck no, I full of it. the truth. Sheriff? Yeah, I really liked it, Sam. That that was excellent and uh, irrefutable. What he was saying was irrefutable. I mean, he's very well documented with Amen. that. And 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 this whole joke from uh, the Democrats and the, and uh, the people in charge in Washington D.C. that have uh, tried to double down, as he that term that he used, double down on getting rid of fossil fuels. The the big lie right there, Sam, is that that. Politically, they were taking so much heat. So, of course, they begged our enemies in Venezuela and the Middle East to uh, triple their uh, gasoline yeah. output, their oil they output. They literally have to get and, in bed with the communists to deal with the global exactly. uh, man-made, um, whatever you want to call it, green crisis, uh, green um, new deal, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Now, Katie Spence with the Epoch Times writes an incredible follow-up article. We're starting to take these clowns on like never before, Sheriff. It says this. Uh, it, it says, you're junk science. And then it says, researchers challenge narrative on CO2 and warning mm -hmm. collation. UN claims that human-caused CO2 emissions are um, basically imperiling the planet, but it's totally garbage new scientists are now documenting. It's absolutely, completely bogus. Well, here's the kicker. As Americans struggle financially, climate agenda is set to spark new food price hikes. Analysts say the net zero climate agenda is literally attacking farmers now, and eventually that will basically attack your table writes Kevin Stockland with the Epoch, Epoch Times as well. Um, look, you're going to start to have your costs for food get out of control. Now, Joe Biden put out a, a little commercial around Super Bowl time, and he said, you know, hey, I'm offended that all the 
you know, bags of chips are smaller and everything else. And man, my ice cream carton's smaller and shame on, you know, everybody for this and shame on these companies. Ice are, cream cartons are were smaller. And, yeah. So Joe, the president of the United States starve. is going to save us from smaller ice cream cartons. Oh my God. Everybody's about to starve and Joe's mad about his ice cream, Sheriff. Right. Yeah. The, I, now the I, world. I know the American people. <laughs> he, I, he said, I know the American people are outraged because things are smaller and the bags are smaller and the cartons of ice cream. And I'm not going to put up with this. Folks, yeah. I will make fun of that. That is whoever no his question. handlers were that had him issue that commercial uh, stupid message to the world and to Americans as if we're going to vote for him because he's going to save us from all, all these small ice cream cartons. Good grief. <laughs> it is insane. <laughs> well, now, here's the next deal. The World Health Organization chief demands that we move to plant-based food systems to save the planet. He says his plan will save 8 million lives a year, Sheriff. You know what no, plant-based systems uh, mean, right? Yeah, this voodoo science and stuff like that, uh, they don't know that. Uh, all no, of this is conjecture. Uh, and uh, the, the science really is just not there. Even if it were, PragerU, what they just put out right there, is very accurate because we've got to keep uh, the energy going and then what he said, Sam, was really telling, really powerful. Make sure you have a legitimate replacement. If you don't have a legitimate replacement, all you're doing is creating more inflation. And not only can you not get, get a hold of some products, there's going to be complete food shortages because of this. And that has already started. Yeah, you're creating a supply and demand crisis is what's really happening. The next headline yeah. says this. Uh, billions of dollars have been spent on climate change based on faulty temperature data, climate experts now say. They say that melting ice is the problem. The problem is they've documented it, Sheriff, and it's not true. The ice isn't melting. It's not no, true. Sam, the, the natural progression of things, uh, they, they want to turn any of that into that it was man-made and caused by fossil fuels. Uh, and so, of course, then they're going to take care of us all, Sam, because they're also kind and generous. Uh, AOC is so kind and wanting to take care of everybody. She doesn't know anything, and either does the Biden administration about this. And you don't take care of me. I'll take care of me. Have you seen the movie Overboard, Sheriff? It's an old movie, but it's kind of a funny movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Goldie Hawn and Kirk Russell. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, it's a funny movie. But in that movie, the rich, rich lady is on the, you know, expensive boat and everything. And she's like, I just ate a bug. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they want us to do, Sheriff. They want us to just move to eating bugs. Yeah, yeah. That's what they it's believe the future be is. Well, if, if anybody wants to try to eat a cockroach, you go right ahead because that's where this administration has taken us. <sighs> Ladies and uh, Sam, I got a better solution. I got a better solution yeah? for you. Folks, 
Go to the CSPOA.org website and order your Numana foods right there and then and get the foods that you need for you and your family. Be prepared because, folks, this is only going to get worse and you better be prepared. And the time to get prepared is before the emergency. So I use those foods. I have them. I've got them stacked right here next to me. And I also go to the grocery store and to Costco and get a lot of canned goods, especially canned meats and beans uh, and Bam. vegetables and fruits. So get those canned goods and keep rotating those as you go along. Uh, but the Numana foods are organic. They're really delicious and nutritious. And they last 25 years, shelf life of 25 right. years. Most of the canned you know goods the that you Hawaiian can get will last longer spam, right, than their Sharon? dates. Oh, got to get that spam, Sam. In fact, I I have some spam. Uh, <laughs> and what are the little tiny hot dogs in the in the cans? The, uh, oh, <laughs> Shoot, I, I know what they're bags. called. Give me just a cute. second. But uh, but on the spam <laughs> thing though, you know why the Hawaiians eat spam though? In World War II, they had trouble getting enough food and everything else, and spam was created as an answer to that, Sheriff. Oh yeah. Very true. So, yeah, spam, spam. I remember uh, as a little kid, right after uh, World War II, just 10 years after World War II, uh, we had spam. And my dad got used to it in the war. Yeah. And then Monty Python went spam, 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 right? <laughs> All right. They say, according to the World Health Organization, they came out with a new study. They say this, Sheriff. Global cancer cases will jump 77% by 2050. Global cancer diagnoses will reach 35 million people in 2050. That's according to the World Health Organization, up from 20 million in 2022. That number is shocking, right? Oh, they're called Vienna yeah, sausages, it is. Sheriff. Oh, Vienna sausage. That's right. Yep. I, got I just those. remembered. Yep. yep. But, but yeah, anyway, a so lot of this is shocking. Out of control. Yeah, and and Sam, if you start looking at the increase of uh, fertility, fertility problems, cancer problems, skin can skin cancer problems, and all sorts of other uh, cancer problems, uh, you have to start wondering why this is all happening. And they'll probably blame global warming and global, you know, climate change for all of that. And the truth of the matter is uh, the, the technology that we use today creates a lot of that. The radar uh, and uh, like the uh, microwave ovens, microwaves are not healthy for Amer uh, for people, for humans. Uh, and all the uh, microwave towers that we have all in our neighborhoods, Look at the technology that we have added exponentially. Technology uh, use has gone up just the last 10 years has more than tripled. And look at all these towers that go everywhere. All of these are microwave, microwave, microwave. And the, you think they don't have an impact on human health? There's, there's your real issue right there. It's one of them. Vaccines and other toxins you put in your body uh, are another well, for sure. There's two other stories I want to get to before the end of the hour, so we got to hustle. First one is this. Disease X. The World Health Organization 
the World Economic Forum, all these clowns are talking about, quote, disease X. And what they want to say is this, fact checks, disease X is a preparedness scenario, not a real disease. And I want to challenge them on that because it's a preparedness scenario right now. Uh, but as soon as they fill in X with the next crisis of the day, Sheriff, it'll become real. So they're claiming it's not real right now, but it's just X is a place marker for whatever they're analyzing to fulfill it with or, or put in the place of X soon. So they say it's not real, but it is, or else they couldn't be planning for something. How do you plan for something that's not real, Sheriff? But the Constitution protects us from our own best intentions. Amen to that. All right, the last headline says this, California okays drinking recycled wastewater, wastewater to be treated for all pathogens and viruses before it reaches your tap. They've been doing it in Colorado, California, and they say this, they announced this, they called it toilet to tap. Back in the 1990s, they already <laughs> laughed at him and, and kicked it out, but it's back now with a vengeance, Sheriff. They're literally forcing this down the throats of we the people now. Oh, yeah. They're going to jab that down our throat. <laughs> yeah, they're going to jab that down our throats, No, no. Oh, my I'm heavens, sorry, you can't, this is just, you, you, you can't, can't sell me up. on that one. Just tell them. Tell them. Sorry. I, they're not going to sell me on that one. You know, and folks, I have about. 25 gallon uh bottles uh, out in my garage that i keep for clean water and uh, well, i have also other things yeah. but these people everybody needs a clean water source I, <laughs> I don't know if that's the clean water source we need to have but i'm not i'm not going there so toilet to tap sheriff is what they call yeah, it that sounds like a california plan go ahead do it because i won't drink their no, tap water you. there either no. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to wrap up the yeah. hour and say this. If you go to CSPOA.org, you can not only get the uh, new man of foods like we mentioned, you can get the Supreme Court case Sheriff Richard Mack mentioned. You can get incredible books. You can join the Sheriff's Posse. That's how we get the money to do this show. That's how we get the funding to do our trainings across the country and educate on the Constitution and more. If you go to sat123.com, you can get your incredible satellite phone when all comms are down. You'll be up and rolling to keep track of your loved ones and make sure they're all safe and good. Uh, and every time you support one of our sponsors, you make it possible for us to be on the air for us to travel to do trainings day by day. Become a member and join the CSPOA Posse, CSPOA.org. Uh, and by the way, you're going to be doing the Posse in an hour, right, Sheriff? Or, yeah, two hours. Two, two hours, yes, I will. I, the Posse's no. there, folks. Uh, please join us today. And, yes, become a Posse member and be, become part of the real peaceful and effective solution that sheriffs and local officials provide Americans. You can also get the book, Are You a David? That really is a question for all of us. It is an ep epic David and Goliath battle, that's for sure. And we want to know if you're yeah. a David. Do you have the heart for this fight? Are you willing to stand up um, uh, regardless of the consequences like our founding fathers did? It is needed in our day as much as it was in the founding era of America. It's something that's vital. But we're flat out of time, Sheriff, so I just want to tell everybody we love you. God bless you. CSPOA.org. And I'm just telling you right now, we must do our very best in trusting God for the rest. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, everybody. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, 
in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. All right, man, the final segment, radio separate from TV a little bit. Wow, what an incredible hour with Chef Richard Mack, though, man. We covered a lot of subjects, and we really debunked this climate change lie as the real focus. We highlighted that Joe Biden literally freezes. I mean, the guy cannot be the commander-in-chief any longer, folks. When are they going to realize this and do something about it? It's a national security crisis, to say the least. Um, RFKJR standing up and doing a phenomenal job. God bless him. We've got to release Julian Assange. He's an American hero, ladies and gentlemen. I know he's an Australian, but man, what a, what a stand-up guy. What a blessing. He's the one that kicked off the truth-telling for sure in America modern times. That's for sure. Um, Josh Green, governor of Hawaii, shame on him for trying to create an environmental tax. It starts small, but I'm telling you right now, whoa, you'll get the elephant in the room pretty quick if you allow this to stand, ladies and gentlemen. The real climate crisis... Alex Epstein, PragerU.com, doing a phenomenal job highlighting that, documenting it till the cows come home. The Epoch Times, no, uh, not behind one wit in this. Pure junk science, the climate change. Scientists are now standing up, and God bless them for doing so. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 20th. In the year of our Lord, 2024, this is our two at two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution. Then we're in. Actually, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. In short, if it's constitutional, we love it. And if not, we hate it. That's because it's the supreme law of our land, ladies and gentlemen. It's important to understand the supreme law of the land, right? Anyway, last hour, we had an incredible hour with Sheriff Richard Mack. And uh, we talked about Biden freezing up. We talked about the climate change lies. Dennis Prager and company put together an incredible incredible uh, truth-telling documentary about this. It's five minutes, but it's called The Real Climate Crisis. It's, he says there is one. It's man-made by your government. In governments around the world, it's out of control, and people are going to be starving if we don't get a handle on this soon. Alex Epstein at PragerU.com with that incredible piece. Um, anyway, they say we've spent billions on climate change based on faulty temperature data. Uh, anyway, they go into the details on that, and the Epoch Times backing up the Dennis Prager piece. Uh, so there you have that. All right, without further ado, we've got a great guest from Idaho on the radio. His name is Dan Wilson. And Dan Wilson is running for, I guess you say, Kootenai County, Idaho. Um, TheIdahoSheriff.com is his website. Welcome to the broadcast, Dan. Hi, Dan. Welcome, sir. Hey, Sam. How are you, sir? Welcome. You're live on the radio. Good. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me or not. Thank you so much for having me on. We can hear you perfectly, sir. So tell us a little bit about you and kind of your life's history a little bit, just kind of a summary, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks. I hail from originally from Spokane Valley, Washington. I'm the fourth generation Wilson to live on the original Antone Plant Homestead. Uh, My grandparents lived over in Cooney County as a kid. I uh, traveled back and, and forth between the, the states. There's, you know, 20 miles difference between Spokane and, and Post Falls, Kootenai County area. Uh, I started my carpentry apprenticeship in Kootenai County in 1992. Uh, eventually became a journeyman carpenter, started a couple of commercial construction companies, have been highly successful. In about 2011, I was given the opportunity to go to a police academy in Spokane. And uh, after I graduated from the police academy, I was brought on with Spokane Police Department's reserve officer program and worked there for four years until I transferred out to Liberty Lake Police Department, where I completed my service of 12 years as an unpaid reserve police officer uh, in March of 2023. And right after that, uh, in November, I made a decision to run for sheriff of Kootenai County. Tell me a little bit about the county then. Is that where Coeur d'Alene is? It is. Coeur d'Alene, Hayden, Post Falls, Rathrum, Spirit Lake. Uh, it's, it's adjacent to the Spokane metro area located in North Idaho. We have gorgeous lakes, beautiful forests. Uh, it's just, it's God's country, and I believe it's the freest county in the uh, whole United States. Wow, that's a bold claim, the freest county in the United States. That's something to speak of, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. I mean, now, and, just so, and I do believe it. Just so people understand, too, you can get from Spokane, Washington, to Coeur d'Alene really easy. It's not very far. But if you want to go to Boise, you got to go all the way around the Horn, huh? 
Yeah, it's about a six and a half to eight hour drive, depending on which route you take. And it's a, it's a long ways away. It's kind of like when, when I lived in Spokane, if people asked you, well, you live in Washington, they, they wanted to know if, if you were close to Seattle. They assume that Spokane's driving, uh, you know, a, a, a 20, 30 minute drive to, to Seattle. And we're on the opposite end of the state. And it's similar to us here in Kootenai County. We are in the opposite end of the state. We're up in the panhandle. Boise, of course, is way down south. And I know people are like, wait a minute, isn't Boise northwest Idaho? Yes, it is. But you, you look at the way the terrain is, and it's far between the two if you drive a car. Now, flying distance may not be that far, but but reality is it's a, it's a, it's a drive and a half to get either to Seattle or to that. Um, there's it's not serious. really, besides Spokane, which isn't that big, there's not really even a big city near it, is there? No, not not really. I mean, Spokane's the the largest metro area, about five hundred fifty thousand people, and Cooney County is about one hundred seventy ish. So, uh, you know, we're we're all close together. It's it's a similar community, but yet we are independent. We are different over here in Idaho, as was demonstrated during COVID. Now, the reason I bring this all up is because there's a lot of people that want Eastern Washington to join Idaho or, or parts of Oregon to join Idaho uh, because of that free county state you speak of, right? Yeah, and, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, Rob Chase, who uh, you may or may not know, he, he was a state legislator in uh, Spokane area for uh, the 4th District and a former county treasurer. Uh, he's really involved in the liberty movement and the, you know, the 51st state of Columbia, I believe it is. I may have that name slightly wrong. But, yeah, I mean, Idaho uh, attracts eastern Oregon and eastern Washington, and we all share the same similar values of life, liberty, and property. All right. Are you friends with Matt Shea? I, I know Matt. I have not talked to Matt in uh, several years, but uh, definitely know Matt. All right. Anyway, Matt Shea is one of my good friends, sits on one of the boards that I've been involved with and stuff like that. Uh, just a great gentleman is why I bring him up. Now, uh, Dan Wilson has on his website, uh, theidahosheriff.com. That's right, theidahosheriff.com. Uh, Dan Wilson, quote, I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Very few people are willing to highlight that oath. They take it because they have to to be elected, uh, but then they kind of forget about it, don't they? They sure do, and I think that when you take an oath, uh, you really should be reading what you're saying, and you you need to adopt that because if you cannot solemnly swear that you will support and defend, so we're talking about supporting and defending the Constitution uh, against, as as it said, Enemies, foreign, and domestic. And the reality is we do have both right here, right now in our country. Those that want to get rid of our liberty, as we saw demonstrated during the summer of 2020 through COVID and through the riots that took place in the uh, you know, Midwest and in Seattle and in Portland. So we, we do know there are people here that hate us. They hate the American life. They hate the Bill of Rights. And, uh, yeah, we, as a sheriff, it's your job to protect your people in your county from these foreign and domestic threats. All right. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you explain on your website why you're running for sheriff, mm-hmm. Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really was concerned 
when I saw the attempted end run around the, the Constitution of the Bill of Rights in 2020. The minute that they started talking about 15 days to stop the spread, I told my wife, I said, this is an attempted end run around the Constitution. Uh, at that time, I was living in Spokane and had both my construction companies operating. And I, I literally uh, gave Jay Inslee the, the double middle fingers and we did not comply. We were never gonna shut down. We, we didn't do anything that we were by the government told to do. But I saw through all of this that the government came in at the federal, state, and local level, and it started squishing people out, uh, telling people where they could and couldn't go, who they could and could not see, the things that they could do, the places they could travel, the businesses that could be open versus the businesses that could not be open. And it was do as I say, not as I do. We, we saw you know, the double standard rule of law should be uh, the same throughout the country. And we're being told to stay home, wear a mask, uh, social distance. But if you are protesting so-called police brutality, we can burn, loot, destroy complete cities. We can take a, a uh, you know, a, a federal building in Portland and lay siege to it for over a hundred something days. There was no equal justice under the law for so many people. And so when Biden was sworn in in January, and after watching what was happening to the J6ers and no due process, I was very, very concerned. We knew what was going to occur in our future with the rampant invasion at our southern and northern borders. We saw the attempted usurpation of people's rights, the forced jabs. Um, we saw so many things coming down the road, and I observed that in no time in the past three years has Kootenai County been getting ready for what I believe is on the horizon. And the sheriff's job is yet to pro provide all the law and order that is that we normally think of with law enforcement, but to also look at the horizon and get the people ready. All right, hang tight. Dan Wilson with me, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to be sheriff of Kootenai County, Idaho. TheIdahoSheriff.com. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education 
conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Wilson, candidate for sheriff in Kootenai County, Idaho, thecountysheriff.com to learn more about his incredible campaign, what he's working on and doing. Dan Wilson, I do solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution. I will support and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Uh, he literally, why he's running for sheriff is he saw an end run around the Constitution come COVID time and felt like, you know what? <laughs> uh, this is wrong. They're violating their oath of office by not defending. They're literally um, violating the Constitution, breaking the law. Uh, sadly, when you have leaders that that do this, it, it's criminal, folks. It's wrong. Let's talk a little bit about the current sheriff. Who is he and, and, and what's wrong with this guy? Well, his name is Robert uh, Norris, and he originally hails 30 years from Los Angeles Sheriff's Department where he worked for most of his years under the Department of Homeland Security. So he was tied in with the feds for quite a long time. In fact, he's since taken a lot of his credentials down. But when he ran in 2020, he liked to brag about how tight he was with all the trainings that he had with federal law enforcement. And I believe that, you know, he is, he is so comfortable with his federal counterparts that he has taken his eye off the ball, which is, as you know, Hamilton talks about this in Federalist 85, that we can safely rely on the disposition of the state legislators to erect a barrier against the federal government, right? And that means that we have to have our separations of power between not only the, the three branches, but, later, but, but vertically between the, the state, the feds, and the counties. And so I believe that as sheriff, you must first focus on your duty to protect the people and not play footsie with, with your federal counterparts. And so over the past several years, we have observed that Sheriff Norris has brought in a lot of his friends from uh, Southern California, and they have uh, assisted in his command staff. I, I know that his undersheriff is former Santa Ana. So really what, what we have is we have Los Angeles Sheriff's Department of the North and a lot of that corruption, the pay-to-play uh, crap that was happening down there is being brought up into Coonie County. And look, the people are being duped because the sheriff says he's pro-Second Amendment and, you know, he signs these red flag law, you know, uh, pledges, but, but it's all talk. And I don't know why we as Americans get so duped by politicians when they say, especially as sheriff, well, I'm going to protect your gun rights. As sheriff, you must protect all of the people's rights as found in the Bill of Rights. And you don't see these sheriffs that, that run around saying, well, I'm going to protect your First Amendment and I'm going to protect your Fourth Amendment rights, but people are gullible and they hear those statements and they think, 
well, that's all I need. It's he's, he's going to protect my gun rights, and therefore he's got to be a good sheriff. Have you sat down with Robert to try to help him understand the Constitution, and, and is he willing to learn? Well, first of all, I, I have sat down with him. I have not attempted to teach him because as sheriff, you should already know that. Uh, like, for example, liberty-minded men like you and me and, and others that have been on your show, men of discernment know what's happening before it happens, right? So, for example, the current sheriff, when he was a candidate in early 2020, he made these YouTube videos where he is lecturing the people of Kootenai County for gathering in too large of groups and urging us to listen to trusted sources like the CDC and like Panhandle Health. It was telling everybody, you know, these, these arbitrary rules of, of what you can or can't do during COVID. And people have come back to defend him and say, well, he didn't know then what he knows now. And I argue and say that a liberty-minded man that is supposed to be sheriff should understand at the very onset when liberty is at stake. And if a guy like me can do that and never shut my businesses down and to, to see it for what it is, this isn't time for on-the-job training. You need a sheriff that has been liberty-minded his entire life and truly adheres to the Bill of Rights. So, yeah, I, that's a long answer, but I don't, I don't think it's my job to actually school the sheriff on uh, how the Constitution works. There's no doubt a lot of sheriffs don't know how it works. There's no doubt they should know when they swear an oath to that. However, I know yeah. it's common in law enforcement to, for people not to know. Even Sheriff Mack, for example, Richard Mack, wasn't really a constitutional law enforcement officer in the beginning. He had to kind of wake up and kind of understand that stuff. Sure. Uh, and it, so I uh, recommend if you go to CSPOA.org, you can download our 2014 resolution. And the question mm -hmm. would be, would this guy sign that document? Well, my understanding is that he has refused, and I, I think that any time Sheriff Mack has been brought up by people who are in the know for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officer Association, which I am a member and have been a member, uh, he, he gets visibly agitated, and he says, well, I am a Constitutional Sheriff. So I, I think that, you know, when you listen to what he says, he skates right up to the edge and discerning people can tell that he's not committing to something. He's put a lot of lip service in, but he doesn't have actual commitment. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a serious, serious problem, isn't it? The current sheriff lacks a strong sense um, on policies. He doesn't understand that these are principles that govern. And so I don't know when you say you don't know then what you know now, um, these things don't change, ladies and gentlemen. No. Your right to keep and bear arms didn't change with COVID. Your right to free speech and freedom of assembly and freedom to religion, those things didn't change because of COVID. He's making it sound like they changed and he had to adapt or kind of learn or grow. That isn't true. Okay? What about proactive measures to provide a shield of protection for we the people? Is he doing that now then? If he knows better now, is he doing that now? Is he telling the IRS to take a hike? No, I mean, in, in fact, what he does is he has, he, he's campaigning nonstop. I mean, literally, he will show up for these uh, coffee with your sheriff talks, and he'll bring 12 of his command staff with him to each one of these events. And we're talking about John Q and Jane Doe Americans 
that come to ask their question things about simple law and order. Uh, but he's always in campaign mode, and what he does at some of these town halls that he has is he always likes to brag about his SACs, S-A-C, Special Agent in Charge, because anytime he has a question, well, I call the SAC and I ask them, rather than saying, hey, folks, uh, our three-letter agency friends, uh, come on in to the sheriff's office, we're all going to we're going to sit down, we're going to have a conversation about how things work in this county. You guys are guests here, and this is the conduct that will be allowed. This is the conduct that will not be allowed. But to continually at every town hall state, well, I, I wanted to know something, so I called my SAC. I, I'm sorry, that, that, that's phoning it in. That's not doing your job. Your job should be to know what is going on firsthand, just like the, the immigration issue or the invasion uh, last fall, he was touting that there's really no signs of any illegal invaders being here in Kootenai County. And he calls his Border Patrol section chief to, to ask him about it. I myself went down about a month ago with uh, Mark Lamb and my wife. We went for 14 hours down to the Arizona border. We found that NGO camp that was east of Sazabee, Arizona where they were, you know, it's the, the, uh, the no more death camp, where there were hundreds of military-aged males from Africa and the Middle East that were at these camps and walking down uninhibited on United States soil with no border patrol anywhere around. And, of course, we know where they're trafficking, trafficking them too. But, you know, our current sheriff doesn't even have the motivation on his own dime to take a trip down to the border, talk with some of these border sheriffs, and see firsthand the danger that we as Americans are facing. He continually doubles down on it and says, well, you know, we still haven't seen any signs and, and the reports that people in Kootenai County and Coeur d'Alene have seen buses, these white buses, pull up to a Ross clothing uh, store and a bunch of these males getting out, going into the store in the middle of the day and walking out with suitcases. Look, that doesn't just mean that, that you're up to nefarious reasons for buying a suitcase, but at the same time, we're telling reasonable people to disregard what they're seeing when we know that over 12 million people at a minimum have come into this country. And yet the current sheriff wants to pretend everything's in control, there's no problems, and people are just profiling foreign speakers. And what does this sheriff say when you say even Joe Biden's admitting there's a crisis at the border now? Even Democrats who complained it didn't exist are now going, wait a minute, they're overrunning our cities, what do we do? What does he say in the face of all that evidence? He doesn't talk about it. In fact, his, this is how weird it gets. So his campaign manager hailed from Washington, D.C., and just showed up about 10 years ago in Kootenai County. And so this guy was Bob Norris's campaign manager. After Bob Norris is sworn in as sheriff in 2021, he gives a special deputy status to this campaign manager where he can share information, law enforcement information, back and forth. Well, this, county, this, this uh, uh, campaign manager goes on to run for county commissioner, and he now 
is a county commissioner with this special deputy status. There's no separation between the, the powers, right, between the purse, the county commissioners, and the executive with the sheriff's office. But what's going on is Bruce Matari is running everything for Bob Norris. Bob Norris is not capable of formulating his own thoughts. It's Bruce Matari that's doing all this drab judging. All right, hang tight. Dan Wilson with me, ladies and gentlemen. He's running for sheriff in Idaho, the city, primary city that you'll know is Coeur d'Alene. Hang tight. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. California continues to get drenched by atmospheric river storms. This week, Governor Gavin Newsom is activating the state's emergency operations center. Cal OES spokesman Brian Ferguson. Along the central coast and down into Los Angeles County, we're worried about flash flooding and land movement. And that's largely associated with the ground being just so saturated with water from the series of storms. There should also be a major snow melt in the coming days from the series of storms. Without a final agreement on key foreign aid or a deal to fund the government longer term, Congress is entering a two-week recess. Lawmakers are slated to return to Capitol Hill February 28th, just two days before the March 1st deadline, to fund certain government agencies while the rest must be funded by March 8th. Congress also leaves while it's in the middle of working out the details of competing multi-billion dollar foreign aid proposals out of the House and Senate. Police in East Texas are offering more details since an officer-involved shooting that involved a teenager who brandished a gun at his school. The teen carried the gun into Pioneer Technology and Arts Academy, a charter school in Mesquite, just east of Dallas. Officers responded and attempted to negotiate with the subject. During the process of negotiating, an officer-involved shooting occurred. Mesquite Police Sergeant Curtis Phillips says the student with the gun was wounded. There were no other injuries reported. The jury continues deliberations in the civil corruption trial involving Wayne LaPierre, the former CEO of the National Rifle Association. The trial's happening in a New York City courtroom. LaPierre's charged for allegedly misusing donated funds to the NRA. His attorney is calling the trial a political witch hunt. A man arrested for setting fire to a church in North Providence, Rhode Island. This happened on Thursday. 35-year-old Kevin Colantonio's facing charges after setting several fires around the exterior of the Shiloh Gospel Temple early February 11th. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel it's that easy so call now and start packing 800-215-5141 that's 800-215-5141 the spirit of the american west is live and well in range magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the american west each issue contains informative articles breathtaking imagery as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today 
and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly, devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. We got Dan Wilson with me. He's running for county sheriff. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Wilson with me. Uh, his website, theidahosheriff.com. Uh, and we need a candidate that will really stand up for what counts, ladies and gentlemen. Kootenai County, Idaho needs a sheriff that will bring the leadership, strength, uh, and direction to their county. They got to deal with, sadly, the drug epidemic, trafficking. That's human trafficking, by the way. It's tragic, to say the least. And other evil forces that the county uh, has not yet seen. It's coming, sadly. And we better be ready for it as it does they can deny it all day uh but when uh carnage happens in your area you will um well you'll know the truth uh, we hope you wake up in time uh, but uh one of the things i like about dan wilson is he understands the posse idea which is you know what the sheriff can be the absolute leader he can keep his oath of office but what he really needs is the american people to support him and stand with him in the sacred cause of liberty so dw or dan wilson has on his website the ability to join his email posse. Uh, When you become sheriff, does that become an on-the-ground posse as well? Well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, that's our campaign posse. But when I become sheriff, the very first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to start a citizen posse of vetted individuals from multi-disciplines that can be on the ready for helping to secure the county. And it comes in every kind of discipline you can think of from engineers to operators to radio men to water treatment folks, uh, you name it, whatever the skill that you have, 
We're going to find out what you do. We're going to get the county ready to use whatever services that, that you can bring in the event that we must call up our good citizens of this county. And as you said, posse comitatus, power to the county. The sheriff must secure the county. That is what he's mandated by law as the chief elected official, chief law enforcement elected official in the county. And so the posse is a great way to bring everybody together under a common command to secure the county. All right, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, possibility of success. Uh, do you think this guy can be beat? I mean, is, it, is the media going to be friendly enough to you? Do you have enough ground troops that it's all coming down to funding and, and, and people on the ground that can kind of help with the campaign? Uh, how real do you think it will be in terms of actually winning? Oh, we're, we're absolutely uh, neck and neck on this. And, you know, we're getting more and more uh, people that are switching after we have discussions with them. And I just lay out really what's at stake. Uh, the media always is, is going to be anti uh, really conservative, uh, constitutionally minded guys. And that's okay. My entire life, I've, I've lived this and I, I, I got big shoulders. But here's what I can tell you our end run is social media. And the current sheriff doesn't even have even a shadow of what we're able to accomplish in getting our message out to people, not only locally, but in the region and around the world. So our message is getting stronger every single day. And we absolutely are going to win this for the people. And as, as, it, as our founder said, duty is mine, results are God's. Amen to that. All right, I want to tell you a quick story, and then I want to get your take on this. So in my county, um, the government said this guy didn't pay his taxes to the IRS. He claims he doesn't owe those taxes. Whether you agree with him or don't agree with him isn't the point. Uh, what happened was the government literally came in and stole his house. Uh, and they took his house and they auctioned it off and sold it. Uh, and he never got proper due process of law. So I went to my county sheriff and said, hey, sheriff, you know what? I don't care if you agree with this guy or not. You know, don't call him a tax cheat. Uh, you know, we're not into the debate here. What we're into is saying, hey, this guy deserves, like everybody else, due process of law. And he has not been afforded due process. And the sheriff said, oh, I'll look into it. And then he came back to me and he said, Sam, the government tells me they did follow due process. And I said, Sheriff, it's not up to you to just rely on the government to determine that. You need to find out, has your citizen been given due process? If not, you need to stand up for your citizen and say, look, I'm not going to debate the tax code with you, but I am going to guarantee uh, due process to my citizen. Uh, he wouldn't do it. And so I'm saying shame on my county sheriff for that stance. He literally just caved to the feds. Uh, and to this sure. day, this guy's in jail now. He's lost his house. He's been in jail for like six months now. And he still hasn't even been given complete due process. And I'm saying I don't care if you're on, which side of the debate you're on on this thing. Due process is quintessential to freedom it, it absolutely uh, in America. Absolutely. What would you do in this case? Well, I think that I would have actually done my due diligence to, to demand that those agencies produce the documents for me to review. And I would put a stop to it. I would, I would do everything in my power and authority in order to delay whatever decisions were being made so that the facts could come out and we could make certain that everything was on the up and up. I, again, people can claim stuff all the time. And we know that in Proverbs, it says, you know, one, one, one story sounds believable until you hear the other side, but you're exactly right. Without due process, without making certain that both sides have been heard and been able to put up their evidence, uh, then yeah, that's, that's a, a tyrannical move to seize the most basic property of a person of a man his home 
It's a disgrace. What if they say, hey, you know, COVID's kicking up again or some other crisis of the day, and they're like, hey, you, you've got to shut down these businesses or this church or, you know, people can't worship and stuff. What are you going to say? It will not happen on my watch. And I've, I've had a track record in my own personal life with my companies uh, before I was ever thinking of running for an office. So I've, I've actually done it when I was my, – my reputation and my, my treasure, my finances were on the line. And I will never, ever – force anybody to give up their dangerous liberty for a certain security. It will not happen. One of the things that I find interesting about sheriffs is that they're not willing to just meet the people on their own terms. So if I call my sheriff and say, hey, I want to sit down with you, he probably won't have time for me. Or The only way I can do it is if I get a group of us, then he'll come in a very controlled, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, very controlled environment. circumstance. Yeah. Uh, environment, mm-hmm. yeah, where he kind of you know holds the cards or uh, whatever else. And I've got a problem with that. When we elect him, um, yeah. there's a, a bank in my area called Zion's Bank, and they say, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And I look mm-hmm. at the sheriff and I go, have you forgotten who put you in office, buddy? Yeah. Well, well Sam, you're, you're exactly right. And the, the problem is the sheriff is an elected position, and we've been duped into thinking that in order to be a sheriff, you have to be a tenured uh, uh, lawman. And the, the problem is the sheriff is the representative. He needs to be talking with the people. He needs to be listening. He needs to be setting the vision. He needs to be protecting people. The undersheriffs run the operation, the captain, the command staff. But the sheriff should be able to afford the time to meet with the people that he represents. And I think that that's what a lot of our sheriffs have lost. Uh, they, they've lost the understanding of exactly what it is. It is not a career lawman that just happens to go through the ranks to become sheriff. In the state of Idaho, there's three things that are required to be a sheriff. 21 years of age, a citizen of the United States, and a citizen of the county in which you want to run for sheriff. They did that on purpose because they know that the representation for the chief law enforcement entity in the county should come from among the people. All right, there's a great, great section on your website. It says, explore my priorities. Uh, I was going to let you go at 45 after. I'm hoping you can stay the whole hour, though. We're going to take a break here in a second. But I want to talk about explore my priorities because that's a very interesting thing. If you become sheriff, then uh, let's talk about what would be your priorities. Can't wait. Absolutely. Um, you want me to start now? Or are we going to a break? Or Yeah, no, we'll start, and then uh, the break will cut us off, but we'll continue after. Perfect. Well, having been a 25-year successful businessman and dealing with all sorts of uh, uh, subject matter experts that I bring in to surround myself uh, to, to help me run my companies, uh, dealing with budgets and personnel and, and multi-million dollar contracts, the very first thing that a businessman that has also been a 12-year law enforcement officer, I'm going to go in and ask the county commissioners for budget to do a complete forensic audit of the sheriff's office from top to bottom to have an accurate understanding of exactly where every dollar is going and then to analyze it for waste or where we need to reallocate it. The, the current sheriff wants to raise taxes, and I think that that is, is absolutely uh, not needed until we understand if we're correctly using the taxpayer's dollars. So once we, we do that, the, the other priorities that I have in place are to start the citizen's posse that you and I 
were talking about just a few minutes ago. And along with that, under the volunteer services division of the sheriff's office that I'm going to start, we're going to also bring in a reserve officer program where we're going to, according to Idaho state law, post police officer standards and training, we have the ability to bring in other law enforcement officers that are recently separated from their other agencies within three years. They can apply to become a deputy, uh, reserve deputy at the Clinton County Sheriff's Office. And once the backgrounds and everything are cleared, uh, they can challenge post. And uh, we have all of a sudden gained a fourth multiplier of season. Hang tight, Dan Wilson. Quick pause back in a flash on your radio, folks. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they use the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Kootenai County, Idaho, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Wilson running for sheriff, theidahosheriff.com. You were talking about this reservists where you'd be able to deputize people and bring people in from uh, other agencies. Um, yeah. I think it's a great idea because I think we can staff ourselves that way and have plenty of support when needed, Dan. Yeah, and, and the city of Spokane, which is adjacent to Kootenai County, they have a similar program of reserve officers. I was a reserve officer there. And it brings in about $800,000 of volunteer service to the city. And instead of raising taxes, I think that one of the creative things that we have, this is Copland up here. We have so many law enforcement officers from around the country relocating, retiring up to Kootenai County. My belief is, is that these people that love the county would gladly 
volunteer for our reserve deputy program. So they would be working with full-time deputies. They, they have all the years of experience of seasoned lawmen. And so they're there to help facilitate uh, additional support in patrol for the current deputy. So instead of having a one-man car, you got a two-man car. And I just think it's a win-win for the county. And uh, that, that is going to definitely be part of my, my immediate strategy for getting this county along with the citizens' posse, uh, get this county ready for what may be coming down the road. And, you know, my, my, uh, my, my competitor uh, never talked about this for the first three years he was in office, but after he got a win, now he's adopted uh, a very similar platform that he's uh, claiming that he's going to do. But he had three years to do it, and just now he's, he's seeing the light of getting a citizen's policy. So, but, you know, it's, it always comes back down to securing people's life, liberty, and property. And as a strong county uh, of, of individuals that come together to help participate in their, their own security and safety, it's a win-win. And I am excited because I know the resiliency. I know how great and good the, the citizens are of Kootenai County. We just need a little bit of direction. We need somebody to gather everybody together with a common goal to be prepared. And that's what the sheriff's job is to do, is to prepare the people to save them from anything that would come after their life, liberty, or property. All right, there's a term that's kind of fallen, fallen out of favor that I think we need to bring back in America, and especially in every county in the country, over 3,000 counties. We've got to bring it back in all of them. And that's called community policing. And the idea was, you know what, the, the, the sheriff used to know the people in his county. He used to have a relationship. He used to have kind of an open-door policy. You want to talk to somebody, uh, you know what, I can't make it today because I've got this, but I've got a deputy that will meet with you or whatever. It doesn't always yes. have to be the sheriff. Uh, but the idea would be you would learn and know the people, and, and therefore you would kind of get out of your cars and spend time out with the people and then know their sheriff. And, and most importantly, the youngsters uh, would see a role model, one, but two, feel like they've got a friend uh, in the law enforcement uh, business, etc., and and so this community policing means kind of get out of your car, get out of your ivory towers, so to speak, uh, and, and be with the people and spend time with the people and get to know the people and everything like that. That to yeah. me is one of the most crucial components that we need, especially young people. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, of course, we work twenty four seven, three sixty five in law enforcement. So in those daylight hours when we are around a an awake community that absolutely makes sense. I did that in my role as a police officer uh, when I was reserve police officer with Spokane and Liberty Lake. And that requires in a county that is as large as Kootenai County, 1500 square miles, it requires deputies that work the daytime shifts uh, to be able to be in local community areas uh, to where they can be recognized. But you have to have dedicated uh, district cars with the same guys working those, and, and right now we don't, we just don't have that. So I do agree with you. Kids need to see a positive role model. We need to see the idea come back of a calling in law enforcement versus a job. This is another one of the things that we're going to change in Kootenai County Sheriff's Office is we're going to remind the deputies that when you are in law enforcement, is a, it is a calling similar to if you become a clergy or a teacher. You're not there just for the paycheck. If you're there just for the paycheck, you, you have the wrong motivation. 
I agree 100%. One good thing that happened in Idaho, and it's not done yet, but it's a start, is this. Idaho House of Representatives uh, put together a bill and passed a bill prohibiting future mask mandates. Idaho dispatch with this piece. Uh, We need the Senate to pass it and the governor to sign it. Don't know if they will, but it's a heroic stand, to say the least, Sheriff. Yeah, and you know, our legislators from up here in the north are the most conservative, liberty-minded legislators that, that is found anywhere in the state, statistically. And so oftentimes, our good legislators up here introduce these bills, uh, and they are bulldogs on them, only to get defeated by rhinos from southern Idaho or the, the Boise area. So. I'm hoping that uh, they will get a lot more of these uh, anti-federal type mandates and that we can remain uh, by law a a free area where there are penalties when bureaucrats, unelected officials attempt to control the people like we saw in COVID. And it was egregious. I will never, ever, ever allow that to happen in my county, what they tried to do in 2020 and in 2021. All right. I mentioned our CSPOA resolution. Uh, It's available. The 2014 resolution is available at CSPOA.org. And that resolution has been used by many counties to become constitutional counties. Uh, Would that be one push for you to become a constitutional county and and, and modify that resolution slightly to make it county worthy and then, and, and then push to say, look, feds, you can't cross certain lines in our county. State, you can't cross certain lines in our county. Yes, we want to coordinate and work with you uh, when you mind your P's and Q's. Yes, we agree there's coordination. And, and, and look, I'm not a dictator in my county, but we do have three branches of government in our county, and we're going to insist that those three branches uh, have their local authority that, that they're supposed to have. That's critical yeah. too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Again, separation of powers, everyone is, every branch or, or government is accountable to the others, but not ruled by the others. So, you know, as a sheriff, you don't just make up laws, uh, but your job is to make certain that everybody is abiding by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So anything that is pro-liberty, that is pro-Bill of Rights, pro-Constitution, pro-the people of the county, uh, without violating anybody else's rights. I'm, I'm a big supporter of that and would sign anything that uh, upheld people's rights to those things like liberty and property. I've asked all the questions of this whole hour. Is there anything I've left out that you just want to mention? Well, I think that we have to remember that we live in tough times and hard times, but we have great hope. We did not descend from fearful men, but men who understood the times that they were living in and they pledged together their lives, their fortunes, because of their sacred honor. And that sacred honor has been passed down from generation to generation through major conflicts from the Civil War to the World Wars. We are among giants. They have set the course for us. And with a lot of hard work, all of us as Americans banding together to remember it is we the people. Hard work, reliance on God, we can turn things around. As far as I understand, come April, Sheriff Max coming your way to speak publicly and everything else. Uh, I wonder if this other sheriff's willing to sit down with a good sheriff, Richard Mack. Well, I, I would hope so. I know that he, to date, uh, as I've been told firsthand, has never bothered to meet with Sheriff Mack. So um, I, I, I would hope that for the, the well-being of the citizens, 
he would want to meet with Sheriff Mack and to listen to what Mack has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot to this, and we need to take America back one county at a time. All yeah. issues are local. That's where yeah. the solutions start. That's where we have the most authority as individuals. That's where we have the most control. And it's vital that we elect those who are like-minded, who understand the proper role of limited constitutional government. Uh, thus, we submit to you Dan Wilson, uh, the county, or uh, what is it, the Idaho Sheriff? The Idaho, yeah, the IdahoSheriff.com. And we're on all social media. In fact, we're having a lot of fun on Instagram, Facebook, uh, X on uh, on our, our pages, posting about things going on, making videos. Uh, I encourage everybody to follow us on those at The Idaho Sheriff and to share, promote our page. And we need donations. If, if a small guy like me is facing this big Goliath, uh, I need every donation that people can send our way. There you have it. Bob Songer, our dear sheriff in, in uh Clickatech County, Washington, created a guide to help other sheriffs develop their posses. And so that might be of assistance to you as you put your posse together, too. We're praying for your success, sir. Uh, Why don't you give us a parting shot? I know that things are tough. But as I said earlier, we did not descend from these fearful men. We have a great God in heaven who says that if people repent from what they're doing and follow him and commit to him, he will help them. And I know that Kootenai County, when I become sheriff, we are going to move towards becoming that bastion of freedom, that shining city on a hill for all other counties around the United States to see what a constitutional county looks like, a bastion of freedom for the people. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, theidahosheriff.com to learn more, to get involved. We need to raise money all over the country. We need to set this up as a standard Uh, in America. Thank you, Dan Wilson. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Be a strong courage. God bless you all. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. We just ask that you get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.